Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. Uh, you know what? We should do a poll on our Twitter that says like butter or margarine. I'll do it tonight. All right. <laughs> Some people are very passionate about that, evidently. Dairy butter or plant butter? Or, or almond butter. <laughs> What that's or, almond milk. You can do all, almond butter, I think, still, right? Yeah, well, that's more like peanut butter. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a nut butter. That's, that's not a nut butter. My cousin does avocado butter. That sounds yeah, just disgusting. I'm sorry. You can no, use avocado my, yeah. oil to like cook with. Yeah, you can. It's actually yeah. really, yeah, healthy. no, that's what she's talking about. Because country crock, they make um a margarine with they make one with almond oil, one with um avocado oil, and one with um almond oil and i've had all of them and they're all really good see i then, like i like smart balance and it's an olive oil one yeah yeah and the country crock one it's super cheap and they make stick form and the spreadable little tubs and it's not super expensive because i used to use earth balance and that shit's expensive yeah it is, yeah, it is. <laughs> when i used to use butter a lot i would get the the spreadable kind because i used it a lot and it was cheaper but yeah. everything that you eat butter on is not yeah. on my keto diet i can't eat bread so there's no like toast i can't eat mashed potatoes so there's no butter on that i can't eat rice so there's no butter on that so what I've the heard, hell am i gonna put butter in i've heard you can put it in your coffee that's all right. i don't like it you know what butter's bad enough but when you fuck with my coffee that's fighting words well right it, <laughs> it kind of makes it like a cream but i don't drink anything yeah. i don't drink i drink my coffee black Me so too. i would not i guess i would make it like smooth yeah. well you have You're to blend it, like, it you have yeah. to blend it so that the oil doesn't separate i mean oh yeah you have to blend it really well coconut oil too in it yeah Ugh. But yeah, my cousin ended up baking cookies for her husband's unit with the butter that she had. She's like, oh my God, the cookies taste so good with butter. And we're like, no shit, Sherlock. I do (laughs) not like them that way. I don't like the flavor that butter leaves in the cookies. But if you had to choose between butter and avocado butter in your cookies, you would probably choose regular butter. Well, I'm, I'm choosing not to use butter. (laughs) <laughs> well, in those magic keto well, cookies, I use half butter and half coconut oil. Yeah. I mean, if, if I can do yeah. a half and half, I'm fine. But if it's full on butter, I just don't like the flavor. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Shona G's having a little fit for herself when she's listening right Mine. now. But yep. so so today, girls, my my strange and ridiculous fact of the day is that male howler monkeys scream louder make more noise they're louder if their balls are smaller so if they the 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 males who have tiny little testicles are the loudest and Hmm. and they don't do both they've they've actually studied this the male howler monkeys with big balls don't make a lot of noise and the ones with (laughs) little balls do make a lot of noise because they're upset because they have tiny balls 
<laughs> I'm, I'm kind of think it's a, so an, an immediately, compensation of a truck idea. Yes, that yeah. is immediately where my mind went. It's like oh, you wait, see wait. the guys, you know, like the dude who walks into the Walmart with with a gun on his hip. Yeah. You know, one of those dudes who has to like drive in this big ass truck. He takes the muffler off. You know, he's got all this look at me, what? look at me stuff going on. What? I'm thinking, God, that guy must have a tiny little dick. What's the scientific reasoning behind it? They, you said they've studied it. What's the scientific reason? You no, know, I didn't it? read the whole article. Honestly, I just was laughing my ass off about the, these monkeys. You read the, the clickbait. Uh, no, I actually did read part of the article. I just didn't go all the way through it to read all of the research. They probably have to work harder to get the females because they have tiny dicks. Yeah. Be, I mean, maybe. I'm going right. to skim it real quick. Hang yeah, on. I sent it to everybody so you guys can yeah, look I at it Yeah, I saw it, it in your... This is so relevant to to what we usually talk about, you know. We, oh, it's like the guy who drives the truck with like the monster wheels, like on the like city roads. I, I was thinking about this guy that used to work when I used to go to the gym a lot. There was this guy who was just he just looked like a brick house. He was just big and muscly, and I always looked at that guy and I thought he's obviously compensating for something because you know they say that steroids can actually shrink a man's yep. testicles. It does, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking those poor little howler monkeys, they're they're pretty pissed off that they have tiny little balls. Mm. I had a lava lamp in the 90s, like when everyone had a lava lamp. And then that thing started to finally it finally like grew mold, I think. And when I got my bookcases, I was like, yeah, when I got my bookcases, I was like, I need a lava lamp. Have you ever had a (laughs) lava lamp? Mm hmm. Of course. Why would I not have a lava lamp? I'm just wondering. <laughs> See, for me, that goes with, um, you know, those posters they used to have in the seven. I, this, I might really be aging myself here, but with the black lights. Yeah, they were like mm-hmm. they're like fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the you know fuzzy those ones? like the fuzzy ones. They were like velvet. Yes, the velvet paintings. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. and then you turn on the black light, and it has this whole other picture pop out. Mm-hmm. Man, we need to bring that shit back. That was so cool. Wouldn't this room look awesome with a little black light added in? I don't want to have a black light in here. Dylan used to live in here. Do you really want a black light in here? (laughs) I wouldn't put a black light in my son's old room, let me tell you. I better better have it cleaned in here really extensively. New carpet for sure. New carpet. You better change out the blinds. Maybe the fan. Oh Did you God. paint the ceiling too when you painted the rest of the? No, I probably should have though. I'm oh just God. saying. Oh I'm a little scared here. now. Now you've totally got me looking at this room in a whole new light. Literally. <laughs> and just think, if you've been running, you you ran your hands up and down those blinds the other day. Do you really want to put a black light in here? Uh, See what exactly <laughs> you ran your hands up and down. We told Martha she needs to black light the, her room. Oh. Room. We, <laughs> you know in the olden days we never used to think about stuff like that when it was black light we we're most mostly thinking about how cool it would look while we were stoned well when you were stoned went, you probably didn't notice the other things that the black light picked you up you were, went right to the dna you were just looking right at the picture you're right <laughs> if you Either, can only see rachel's face right now god that's hilarious there's so many choices. It could be a murder scene. It could be a sex scene. God. I mean, there's so many choices with black lights. I'm, it could be I, all of the above. I'm it could totally be both. Totally gross myself out now. 
You guys grossed me out. Thanks. Well, the one wall's fine now. You cut, you painted it. No, I painted the whole room. Yeah. Oh, then you're fine. It's I just, just didn't paint the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, There's but... an episode of The Office. If you guys have ever watched The Office, where yeah. um, the main boss, what's his name, in the show, Michael. Michael and Dwight are staying in this hotel room and they think Michael thinks it's cool to have a black light. He tries really hard. If you've never watched that series, really hard to be like cool, but he's so not cool. He is like the most awkward weirdo <laughs> ever. <laughs> and he thinks it's cool to have a black light. So he turns a black light on in this hotel room and yeah. Oh my God. Why did it's I bad. not? My brain <laughs> did not even think about that. Oh. It's when they're at the paper convention, right? uh-huh and they try to mm-hmm. like have the heat they they he wants to have a party in his room so he's trying to get people to come up to this party and he has all of these party supplies and he like turns on a black light and then you just see splotches all oh over the room oh my god yeah it's bad uh, martha's like we have to move the studio immediately <laughs> well you know i keep yammering on about how we need new carpet which we really do this carpet is disgusting but it's so expensive to get new carpet it is i mean it's ridiculous you won't buy book boxes you won't buy carpet what will you buy (laughs) i'm just cheap that is really the truth right there you can't take it with you when you croak it's true i my house i have hard floors i have they're not like wood but they look like wood and mm-hmm. um the like the wood laminate or whatever but i would really love to have a roomba that would yep. make it perfect because i have dog <laughs> I'm hair of, i'm thinking about what your dog would do oh she would freak out <laughs> my dog freaks out if there's a different car parked outside of our apartment like we went out the other day and there was a big truck parked like in our neighbor's parking spot and she wouldn't stop barking at the truck no. There was nobody in the truck. It was just a truck parked. She's like, you don't belong here. (laughs) As long as your pet is well potty trained, that's good. Because I I know we've all, and if you haven't, YouTube that shit. Literally, if you have pets who, um, who tend to potty in the house especially poop in the house and you have carpet and a Roomba or anything oh yeah uh, it will Roomba will think it's dirt and it it will spread shit throughout your whole oh no yep I've seen those why are we on bodily fluids today what is up with that (laughs) oh well it's disgusting now we're talking about smart devices you you guys (laughs) My husband's like, why does Alexa say, play the station detachable penis? Because <laughs> remember, we did it on here? Yes. In my kitchen, it says. Yes. Remember recently, I said? It says recently played station detachable penis. <laughs> yeah. oh and Ron's like, what the hell are you guys listening to in there anyway? <laughs> did you listen to that episode, Megan? That was from last week with you. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to all of them. That was hilarious. <laughs> that way I know when you bitches are talking about me. Because <laughs> you know we do. Just, just think well, of what we were talking about that we cut out. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's he true. brought up complaint corner. So. <laughs> yep. This weekend was supposed to be our big get together with the Shonas for our Shona G's 50th birthday. They were going to come. Shona G lives in Dallas. Shona L lives in Houston. uh, Shona L was going to drive up, pick up Shona G, and they were going to come and do the podcast here this weekend. 
well, COVID happened. Yeah. And my husband um, got exposed to COVID. So we had to cancel. And then right after that, we found out that somebody in Shona G's family got exposed as well. So, I mean, it just wasn't meant to be this time. So unfortunately, we did not have the big fun party that we were hoping for this weekend. Damn it. Maybe for Groundhog's Day. Maybe it'll be. There you go. Oh, Groundhog Day be awesome. That's the sec- Then we could watch that movie because I freaking love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie too. I've never seen that movie. What? I've never watched it all the way through on purpose. And Rachel, yeah. I can't kick Martha because my legs aren't six feet. <laughs> we're socially distanced she can't man she has tiny little t-rex legs anyway so she can't reach me yeah. <laughs> t-rex has big long legs oh. yeah t-rex has little arms, arms. okay sorry Mommy, just throw something at her it'll be okay <laughs> is his legs really long or are they just muscular or maybe he just has big thighs so they look long yeah True. i mean dude's tall yeah he is dude. tall but he t-rex has a very long body he's all body but- that's true. I wonder no, what. No, we've we've got the. Bulk. I was gonna say. <laughs> what? Is that a pe- did I miss a penis joke? So she said, yes, "I wonder what did. his penis is like because he has big feet but small hands." So, so which one does it take after? And he, and, and he does roar pretty loud, so maybe he has a tiny little penis, or maybe his penis is decent size, but he has tiny balls. Could be. That's true. But he's also not a mammal. Hmm. Yeah, but they True. still have balls. They still have to produce san- semen. No, I know. I'm just saying maybe maybe that's only true in... So we'd have oh, to do a mammals. little bit of a research on the size yes. of reptile penises versus mammal penises? I'm not Googling that. Huh. Although, okay. here's the other thing is we don't have any of those things around anymore. Yeah, so they, did, they didn't... There's no preserving the soft tissue, so... Yeah. Soft True. tissue. <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't some kind of like a... <laughs> Fossil for that. <laughs> hey, mom, mom, look, is this a is this a dinosaur penis? It's it's preserved. Well, Dude the- wasn't excited, and a stone fell on him. <laughs> oh, no. Dude. <laughs> Well, he got cock blocked by a boulder. <laughs> cock blocked by a boulder? Is that what you said? Yep, cock blocked by a boulder. <laughs> way to go. That is Damn. Like, do you just rip it off or wait to die since you can't use it anymore anyway? Like, Well, maybe it's like a, a prehensile. No maybe he has a prehensile penis, you know? Oh, like, true. like, like uh, there are some lizards that if you try to pick them up by the tail, the tail detaches. Mm-hmm. And the girl back, and it grows yeah. back. So maybe it's a like, so that would make it a detachable penis. Oh, we're right <laughs> around, all the way around full to the circle. detachable penis. Good one. I love Keith. We have come full circle. Yeah, yeah, whoop, we have whoop, come full whoop. circle. Oh, oh man. I think we should transition. That was just too good. To- <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We can't. We can't beat that. You don't think ah, we're up um, <laughs> I, I bet you if we were male, we'd figure out how to beat it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, so we, we have a, a YouTube, and we're going to start uploading, like, different unboxings of book subscription boxes that we've bought or, like, quick little, like, reviews or book recs or things like that just something new and different so so watch our youtube channel which will be we'll be doing that this sometime this week doing some updating on that yes all right bonnie okay so i read a book that was sent to us 
Um, it was actually released on the 7th of December, so this was just released. Ah. And it's called Aunt Ivy's Cottage by Kristen Harper. And uh, it's a pretty good book. It's one of those kind of cozy kind of books. It would be a good palate cleanser in between some true crime mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. when you're a little... You know, up to the ears with murder and mayhem. And you just need something. I've been there. Just a little mystery on the side right. instead. Well, it's not so much like a mystery. It's more like a family mystery with a little bit of romance sprinkled in. Because, of course, why would there not be romance? Of course. Because most people do like that sort of thing. Yes. Most mm. people do like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So this starts out, um, the main character's name is Zoe. She's late 30s, almost 40. I think she's like 38, 39, something like that. And um, it starts out at the funeral of her great aunt, Sylvia. And her great aunt, Sylvia, and great aunt, Ivy, both live together on this little island. Um, I believe it's like off of the New Mexico, or not New Mexico, uh, New England coast. Ah, uh, okay. Up in that area. And um, they've lived together for years and years and years. Both of their husbands died. They lived together. They helped each other raise kids, yada, yada, so on and so forth. And uh, it's at Sylvia's funerals where this starts. So Zoe's a little distraught with the funeral. And also she has a lot going on in her own personal life. She... Uh, lost her job she's a librarian and they closed the library because of budget cuts so she lost her job and then once she lost her job her boyfriend that she was going out at with at the time talked her into investing her retirement no and then she lost all of her retirement oh man so right and then of course boyfriend broke up with her of course he did that bastard right after that so she's single you know a little distraught sworn off men for at least six months and then she goes to the aunts to kind of help out because her aunt sylvia is sick and then aunt sylvia dies and she's at the funeral and of course this is kind of where you meet most of the main characters that are going to take you know have a part in this book and uh her cousin mark is kind of an asshole. He's entitled, very entitled and selfish and a very me kind of person. Must run in a name. <laughs> Has anybody ever met a Mark they didn't? I've met Marks that were nice. Yeah. Hey, I, my a, roommate... I have a cousin Mark that's not that bad, so. I dated a guy named Mark that was meh. My roommate in grad school name is Mark and he is a delightful kind. Okay, human. all right. So I, I, I'll back off on that. I won't, but you all can. (laughs) And she also meets a guy named Nick who's kind of like has fixed stuff around the house or whatever. And she gets the wrong impression about Nick right away, even though he's, you know, really gorgeous. And she automatically thinks that he's, you know, hot. Um, She thinks that he's one of Mark's friends. And anyone who's a friend of Mark's is not a friend of hers, basically, because she doesn't like her cousin. But... You know, Mark, I mean, uh, Nick, who's the cute handyman, like, 
stumbles across her when she's trying to like take her pantyhose off on the side of a public bathroom because she's gone for a walk and all of this little cute wait I, can we go back to why she wearing pantyhose on a walk because she's at a funeral and she needed to get away so she just took oh, a walk okay. okay all right yeah that makes okay sense. i won't judge her for her choices i hate pantyhose so i'm totally with you on this one right but her aunt ivy is old-fashioned and she thinks that pantyhose are a must when a woman wears a dress so mm. i agree she I'm does it to like you know to please her aunt ivy mm. so anyways so all these little you know cute little things start happening and um between nick and zoe so you know hence the romance parts and uh then mark you know he's entitled and selfish and yada yada so on and so forth and he also is set to inherit the cottage <sighs> That Aunt Ivy lives in when she dies or when she moves out. Because oh. in the trust that the house is in, it always goes to the oldest relative, the oldest offspring, with the instructions that they are not allowed to sell it. Oh. So what oh, he so wants... like passed on. Right. So what he wants to do is take the house... And lease it out to companies for like company re- or, you know, company retreats and stuff like that. Business retreats. As of course he does because he's. Because he wants to earn the money. Yeah. And it's a really nice house. It, it's on a good plot of land in this little island. And this island is, you know, real touristy and everything else and so on and so forth. But then you have the grouchy old lighthouse keeper who's also at the funeral, and he says something to Mark that kind of makes it sound like maybe he shouldn't be getting this house. So he's maybe not really related? Like maybe, like, you or know, there's a his secret sibling? parentage <gasps> is in question. Wow. So then this is kind of the family secret that goes on through the book. You know, is he? Is he not? What's So what's he's really happening? the lighthouse keeper's son? Maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't Gotta know. Gotta have to read it and find Love out, Martha. Love a scandal. Love a scandal. Little bit of a triangle going on. <laughs> Little lover's triangle. Yeah. Between the great aunts. <laughs> and the lighthouse keeper. <laughs> <laughs> them old fishermen. Bonnie would know. She's got a thing for them old fishermen. Mm. Yes. Lighthouse keeper. Not my way, baby. <laughs> But anyways, and it was it was a cute book. It's not my usual style of book, but and there were some inconsistencies, but I did read the the um unedited version uh, because it was sent to me before it was released. So yeah. I had the unedited version. So those are probably fixed, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Just like there was one time that the names were mixed up. And there's another time that she says that, you know, she broke all the eggs, but yet in the next, you know, paragraph, she's making omelets for everybody. But how's she making omelets if she broke all the eggs? Oh, yeah. Just like stupid crap like that. That was probably fixed, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a cute little book. Sweet. It Sweet. was it was an easy read, so it's not like it was complicated at all. Sometimes you just need a little escape to the seaside. Yeah, yep. and like I said, this is a good palate cleanser. There wasn't anything that was too. Uh, graphic, so it'd be okay for for a pre for a teen to read or a preteen to read, <laughs> if they wanted to read, like a little cozy family mystery slash romance. Awesome. 
Yeah. And I will nice. say there is a little twist. It doesn't end quite the way that you think that it will. Mm. Even better. So, and I don't know if you'd call it a twist, maybe a bend in the road. But, <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's okay. We'll take it. But still good. I, I, can, I can think of people who would probably really like this book where it wasn't really my sort of book. Mm-hmm. I can think of other people who like when it's released that they would really enjoy it. Like the lady that I work with that reads. Mm. I know. Okay. This sounds like a book like she would really like. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I would recommend it to specific people. Probably not to Martha. I was going to say no cuz she's the tin man. I am. Yep. Maybe not to uh, If I only had a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you might like this book. Like I said, it does it's, sound good. It's a cozy little fun story. It's not too uh, the main character is a little bit of a drama queen and that kind of and seems like everybody is always crying in this book. Ugh, I know I, mean, I wouldn't like it. It depends on if the crying is warranted. Well, I mean... How much crying is ever really warranted? Come on now. Great aunt did just die, so... Oh, well, that's true. And, I mean, sometimes more dramatic people tend to be highly emotional and more apt to tear up over things. (laughs) Megan's pointing to herself. (laughs) Like Megan. Maybe not so much... Martha. Me when I was 18. Maybe not so much me. Megan and I are the same person only 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's again, that, <laughs> that's Aunt Ivy's Cottage by Kristen Harper. And like I said, it was just released. Megan, I'll send you a picture of this, this, um, of the oh. cover that she sent me for the release. Cool. Okay. Well, I don't know if my book will bring the room up or down, but I read a, um, I actually, I read this book a little while ago, but it just feels right to review it at this time. It's not for the faint of heart. So to play off of what Bonnie said, if you tend to have a little bit of a sensitive heart, especially because this is nonfiction, maybe stay away. But if you would like to educate yourself about things that go on in other countries, um, this may be good. This book is called Escape from Camp 14, One Man's Remarkable Odyssey from North Korea to Freedom in the West. Oh, wow. Deep. Yeah. And the author is Blaine Hardin. So this book is about a particular young man whose family is sent to one of the concentration camps in North Korea, which they claim don't exist, but we know exist. And the book is actually split a little bit because it tells his story, but it also gives you some background on North Korea, um, the family who essentially are their leaders, as they're called. Um, When this book was written, their current leader, uh, and I don't want to say names incorrectly, but um, their current leader has since died and his son has taken over. Mm. Um, okay. So it's an older book. A little bit. It was published in 2012. Okay. So Kim, oh. Kim Jong-il. 
Ill. Yes. Ill. Yes. Yeah. Was the the dictator slash leader, whatever you you know. Dear leader. For this young boy, he's young when his uncle commits some sort of minor crime. And what happens there is not only is the person punished, but potentially their family. So this young boy, his brother, I believe, and mom and dad are all sent to this concentration camp. Damn, not just the boy, but his whole family? Oh, yeah, that's how they roll in North Korea. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually read a physical copy of this book and several of his drawings are included. Uh, they're very disturbing. Um, and there's also maps. So this book is part history, part story. Um, and it really just, it goes through his story of what happens to him and his family in the camp and how he comes at a, he's young when he um, escapes and defects from North Korea. Um, and it, at the time when the book was completed, it, gave, it did give a bit of an update on where he was at that time. I don't know how he's doing now or if he's still alive or anything, but he was very young when this happened. Um, it was hard to read. It was extremely hard to read, but it was very informative. Um, I won't tell you that it has a happy ending. It has a realistic ending to things. Um, but like I said, it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things and it helped me. I always try to practice a little bit of gratitude, but this is one of those books that I think will make you take a bit of a look and say, you know, what what are some things that I can be grateful for? Or are, are there things that I can do to make a small difference, whether it's in my community or on a bigger scale? Um, and just the things that this poor boy looks at, and he's all alone in, in the world at, at this point. Um, and some of the psychological torture and things that he has to go through. I'll tell just this one part because it comes up pretty early on in the book is um, he basically has to watch his mother be executed oh, and is forced to play a role in that decision and or action with things. I won't go into it too much, but just to give you a level of where this ridiculous Jesus, you know, stuff is going on and it's going on and we know that it's going on. We've seen pictures of the camps and things, and obviously they deny that they're there, but we know they're there. Um, so if you're, if you're into a nonfiction read and you want to learn a little bit more about the history of, um, North Korea and how, um, the current family came to power and some other things like that, uh, as well as this young man's story up until it was published. Um, I would say give it a go. I gave it probably four and a half stars. Damn, for you, good. that's really, really it sounds good. like a book I would read. Yeah, it um, it tugs at your heartstrings for sure, but it's very informative. So, uh, and again, that was. Escape from Camp 14 by Blaine Hardin. Hmm. Dang. Yeah. That does I, sound really good. I, North Korea fascinates me. Because it's a it's, horrible place. It's a horrible place. And then, like, 
the idea that you are in such a bubble yeah. and the whole that, the whole alternative facts thing yes really i mean if you were really to look at if you were to take some of that oh the sky is green you know no matter what you say type alternative facts that we're sometimes yes. hearing right. through different political parties here and you really put that into practice it's north korea that's yes. what it looks well, like and I think one thing, and I wish I could say this young man's name, but I don't think I can say it appropriately. And I don't want to be disrespectful and say it inappropriately. Um, but it is in the, you know, the synopsis of the book. But I think one of the things that this book really shines a light on is I think sometimes a lot of us are naive and we think, oh, this person defected from North Korea or wherever, you know, they're not in that situation anymore. Their life must be exponentially better. But just because you remove someone from that environment, they've adapted certain beliefs and mm -hmm. things to that type of environment. And just simply removing them doesn't take away beliefs or scars or other things and this book does a really great job of highlighting a lot of that mm -hmm. um so yes he defected but it goes into talking about what he continues to struggle with and yeah. so, although is his life better in some ways sure but is it a really big struggle in other ways yes yeah mm -hmm. when i like was looking at other like on the the covid map Mm -hmm. of like you can go to google and be like what country has what literally north korea has reported zero cases yeah yeah but i bet if you did a satellite search you'd find all kinds of graves oh i'm sure you would like, it just it fascinates sort of me like that the, the middle east i was watching a thing on the news this morning about where yeah. they were showing just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of graves being dug and well in and even just in the synopsis of this book Nazi camps and Stalin are referenced just in the synopsis. So that gives you an idea of just how awful that situation was in 2012 mm. or you know, even just yeah. prior to then who, I mean, it, it's completely unknown what it's like now because technology's improved and other things yet they have remained a, like Megan said, a complete isolated bubble where nothing goes in or out really. Yeah. Yeah, it. when they did that, um, it was supposed to be like a farce movie. Well, who was that? Um, oh, James oh, yeah, and, that was mm -hmm. yeah. Jonah Hill. But there was a yeah. But I there can't was hear like a I, lot. I can't no, hear the Katie Jonah Hill. It was Seth Rogen. Yeah, I can't hear the yes. Katy Perry oh, song "Firework" now without thinking about that movie. <laughs> That's true. But the, a lot of the things that they actually showed, like that they film, that they created to film or whatever, were like things that really happened in North Korea, like the fake fronts of grocery stores that have like all of a sudden have people in it but aren't real so mm -hmm. like that while that movie was 100 percent a farce like it also kind of shown a light on like well, the weird shit that goes on in north korea north korea was pissed about that movie they, yeah, they were they yeah. tried to get the united states to not release I it i remember hearing about that yeah. and they were not happy whatsoever they were like talking to the president about yep I remember yeah. about not that. releasing that film yeah. because because some of it was true. Death threats yes. to the person who uh, was yeah. the director and whatnot. I imagine yeah. there was some death threats going on to Franco yeah, and yep. Seth Rogen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that movie is fucking hilarious. It is hilarious. Oh my it's god, so, it's that, hilarious. I had zero expectation for that movie, and my friends and I all watched it like 
we all got together one night at somebody's house and watched it because we're like, oh, this will just be like really funny. And we're like, oh my God, this actually was a good movie. Even though it was a funny movie, it kind of made me think Mm -hmm. a, a lot about what it might be like to live under a dictator like that. Yeah. Yeah. It. North Korea is one of those places every time there's like a special on History Channel or like Discovery or like one of the travel shows where someone's gone into North Korea I'm like glued to the TV because I'm like I just want to understand what's going on (laughs) well and I it sounds like Rachel's book really does a deep dive I I know I can't I can't do it that would just be too much for me I would read it I think I might have to audiobook that and get listen to that because that would sounds really good what's the name of it again Escape from Camp 14. Okay. I'm going to bring the room up. Yes, bring the room up. We are bringing the room up with a little rom-com. Okay, then. I love it. I love it. Yes. Uh, So this week, this book was recommended to me by one of my friends. um, And it is Not Like the Movies by Carrie Winfrey. And I loved this book part of what i loved is that it was set in columbus ohio which i had lived there for a really long time so it felt like kind of coming home i was like i know where we are uh so we meet our main character chloe and she is what i would consider the ultimate control freak but also very optimistic like she is the person who always is going to find a bright side but she also always has to be in control so it's kind of an interesting dynamic but we learn that she feels like she always has to be in charge and in control because um, her parents are divorced. Her mother is, we don't know where. Her brother, when they became adults, was like, peace out and like moved away. I think he went to like New York or somewhere. And so she was left in Columbus with her dad, with taking care of her father, who is now living in an Alzheimer's home. And she's basically his own, like, she's the only one that can be responsible for him because she's the only one around. So she has all weight on her shoulders. Plus just being a normal, like 20 something she's supposed to, she's taking college courses. She's working at a coffee shop, but she also wants to start like a bakery. Like she's got all these really big plans and it just is a lot going on in her world. And to make things more complicated, her best friend wrote a movie about her and her boss at work about chloe and her boss nick at work Uh what could possibly go wrong right so this movie is about to be like the summer blockbuster rom-com like 10 things i hate about you like level rom-com love that movie i do love it (laughs) i love that movie and so chloe and nick are working at the coffee shop together and everyone knows that like the characters in the movie are based off of them so everyone keeps trying to put them together in real life and people come into the coffee shop and like be like hey like uh isn't that movie about you guys and they're like no it's not about us like we're not really dating but there's all that like sexual tension of like they should probably be dating uh so it just kind of follows their relationship nick and chloe's relationship of like do they get together do they not get together do they get together and it ends badly or kind of that back and forth of a romance novel and then you also have the added layer of her father and like her brother moves back to Columbus with his boyfriend and they kind of, her brother's trying to get it together, but like he doesn't really understand hmm. what she's been dealing with because he's not there. And him kind of becoming more aware of like 
what she's been dealing with for the past five to 10 years while he's been out gallivanting around in New York and she's been in Columbus and like having to take the calls from the nursing home at all hours of night and being like, Hey, your dad's yelling and screaming because he insists that the neighbor stole his remote to his TV. And really like the remote <laughs> batteries were gone for whatever, you know, like, so like all those type of things she tried, like her and Nick go to like a coffee convention at one point and she gets called and like they rush back to Columbus and it was something like, like the rum, like the batteries in the remote were dead, but he was convinced her dad was sure that the neighbor patient had come in and stolen the batteries. So it's a very, it's, there's a lot of rom-com to it, but there's also a lot of like life substance going on in her life that doesn't just make it a fluffy book. Mm-hmm. You kind of sit back and are like, man, like you really want her and Nick to be together because you want something good for her. Like you want her to have her own life, so to speak, because she's kind of living for everybody else. Mm. And you just really want her to be together. She's like the, her and the friend that wrote the movie is also getting married. And so she's helping her like with her bridal shower and like decorations and pies and desserts and like all this stuff. And you just really are like, this girl's about to have a nervous breakdown any minute because like, <laughs> she won't say no to anybody like her friend's like no you really don't need to make all these she's like no 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 your wedding needs to be perfect i'm gonna do it because if i don't do it it's not gonna be perfect and they it's it's a lot (laughs) going on but in a way that is still like a great story and you get connected to the characters and you just really enjoy it and i think there's probably more books in this universe so i'm gonna have to look them up but it is a little, it's definitely considered, I would consider it a romance. And just the the fun of her kind of realizing like, hey, you don't have to be perfect. Like you don't have to be the caregiver and the older sister and the, yeah. So I really liked it. I listened to it on audio and I was like sitting at my desk and just like so happy and being in her, in that world and being able to get to know those characters. And I think it's part of a series. I don't know if the whole series goes around those characters or if it's got like kind of same universe but different characters in the the universe or not but i would highly highly recommend not like the movies by carrie winfrey because it was just a lot of fun and sometimes you just need a fun book i think the first one in the series was waiting for tom hanks i don't know if they go in order or not but you didn't like i didn't read waiting for tom hanks and i still like loved the characters in this book so i felt like hmm. i can review it even if it's yeah it's a, a little standal- out of order yeah. because it's standalone mm-hmm. it sounds like it's pretty yeah standalone. like you yeah like i picked it up and i was like okay her friend's a filmmaker and she had wrote a like movie about her it was right. really good i liked it i probably need to go back and read waiting for tom hanks because i bet it's just as good the author (laughs) reviewed her own book on goodreads (laughs) he gave it five stars and said giving my own book five stars because if i don't believe in me who will (laughs) that's actually pretty funny (laughs) it's awesome that's like the first like the review that pops up (laughs) is her name mark (laughs) no 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 no. but it was like that's that's really clever if i don't believe in me who will (laughs) Well played, Carrie. Well played. All right. So I'm going to review a debut novel, which I read a few weeks ago. 
and I, I read a different book this week that I really wanted to review, but I'm just afraid that if I don't review this one, it's not going to get in this year. And I really wanted to make sure to get it out there because with a debut author, it's more important than ever to really talk about that, those authors and make sure that people hop on and grab the ones that are really filled with potential to become big stars in the literature wor- world in the future. And I kind of felt like this girl, the book is called Saint X by Alexis Shaitkin. I think I said that right. And it was just such a well-written book. Um, as I was reading it, it takes place on an island and it's a family, the beginning of it, it's a family vacation. So there's a mom and a dad and two girls. There's a, a teenage daughter who I think, I think she's either 16 or 17. And then she's got a little sister, Claire, who's kind of a little shy, awkward little girl. And the older sister is the pretty one, you know, she's She's really outgoing and everything. And their parents kind of choose a different island for them to vacation at every year. It's clearly a very affluent family. But one of the things that I appreciate the most about this book is is I felt like I was on the beach when I was reading the beginning of this book. It just had that. I could almost feel the sun on my shoulders. I could, I could. You smell the sea salt? Yes, I did. I, I felt like I could just raise my hand and, and the good looking boy would bring me over an umbrella drink or something. You know, I just really felt like I was right there on the beach. The story itself was so good as well. The story is kind of broken into two parts. The beginning story, the family vacation goes along just fine. And then the last day of the vacation, the older sister vanishes. Mm. And later is found dead. Yeah. And then the younger sister, of course, is the one who survives. And she is always burdened with what happened to her older sister. And she moves to New York and sort of blossoms as a person. But she still has that awkward little girl inside of her. So you sort of, you get the picture of the way the way she used to be and who she became. But it's really interesting because then she runs into one of the young boys who was suspected of her sister's murder and she becomes obsessed with him and she like stalks him all across New York. She'll, she, she spends all these evenings following him around and she finally gets to the point where she sort of works up to going into this little restaurant he goes to every night and she orders the same meal he orders. And then she works up to going and sitting with him. And it's just such a fascinating kind of creepy story about how she, she, cause she's absolutely convinced that he is the one who killed her sister. Does he know who she is when, when she's like, well, that's the question sitting with him is cause she was very small. During, At the time. Yeah, she was probably only, I, I want to say, seven or eight years old at the time. And, you know, he's he and his friend were working at the resort. And his friend was the good-looking one. His friend was the one who was the idea man. And he was basically the one that sort of always just went along. The characters are just so well-drawn in the book that 
you really come to know him. You come to know her. You come to know the island almost as a character as well. And I liked this book so much. I bought a copy of it for my shelf because I know she's the kind of author that's going to go on to write more fantastic books. I just have that feeling about her. So, of course, I bought the first edition copy for my shelf in hopes that someday this baby's going to be worth some money. But it was a fantastic novel, for not only for the characters, but for the mystery that is within its pages and how this girl goes back in time to find out all about her sister. And it was just fascinating. It really was. It was just an excellent novel. It was called Saint X by Alexis Shaitkin. That sounds really interesting. It was really good. I liked it a lot. I, I think I gave it five stars. Abby can hear another dog barking around the lawn, and she keeps barking whenever the other dog barks. <laughs> yeah, Chloe does that. She sits outside. It's like she feels like she has to protect us when we're in here. She can hear us. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, what's happening? Yeah. What's happening? I say, I just saved that to my wish list because as you were reading, I was reading the synopsis yeah. about it. It looks it looks like a book I would have picked up. It, was, it, it, it really didn't. I, I kind of, this year, I made a very conscious effort to specifically pick up debut novelists to try to give them more attention and to try to also break myself out of my own patterns because I do that a lot. I tend to go for the same weird books every single time. And if I, if left to my own devices, I probably would never read anything else. So this is a way of sort of, you know, getting myself out of my own little bubble and reading things I normally wouldn't read. And this really wasn't in my normal Yeah, I was waiting realm. for you to talk about something weird happening. That's why I read the synopsis and I was like, nothing weird's going to happen. I know, there's no science fiction in it. There's no weird stuff. There's no weird names. It's just a straightforward, um, character-driven novel. But I really, I really was drawn so much to the way she describes her characters, the depth of the story too, because it takes place over so many years. And when she goes back, she's, when she's trying to get to know her sister, because when you're a little kid, you have a a preconceived notion of your older siblings and you don't really know what they're like. You don't really know what kind of a person they were. And of course, when someone dies young, they get built up in the minds of their parents and in the minds of their siblings that remain. And it was really unique in that this character had done some audio recordings and saved them. So you Mm -hmm. get her voice and her sister goes back and she listens to all these tapes. She gets to hear what her sister thought about her. She gets to hear the voice of her sister Um, in contrast with all of the events that were happening in high school that her parents perceived and all of the things that were actually going on. And it was really fascinating to see the differences between those two things because you know what it's like. The The face that you present to other people is totally different than the face that you really have. So there was that aspect of it that I liked a lot too because you got to really see what her sister thought of her as as a young kid and how she has grown and changed over the years as well so 
anyway very cool it was good i I highly recommend it clearly i loved it because i gave it five stars and that book is on my shelf i can't wait to read another one by that author nice cool it's a beautiful book it really is yeah i looked at the cover when i was saving covers for the instagram for this this podcast and it looked really cool yep i'm gonna i've still got a goal in my future to go through my shelf one book at a time and do some little youtube things can i ask a weird question about your book sure um it's a hardcover right Mm -hmm. what can you show me what um the hardcover itself looks like without the yeah without without the the dust dust jacket jacket. because i i am a sucker for a hardcover that has like a beautiful actual hardcover oh it's just okay yeah it doesn't have anything on the front it the spine just has some blue metallic because some books will do a beautiful um, on the inside yeah or like I have the new um, Ruth Ware book, One by One, mm-hmm. um, and it's a hardcover, but, and I always take the dust jacket off when I read them, mm-hmm. but I love the actual book because it's this stark white with a beautiful spine on it. I just, I love it. It's not anything mm. super, but I've seen some other books where when you take the dust jacket off, it has this yeah. beautiful, I just, I'm a sucker usually, like Usually that. when you have a debut novel, they're not that fancy mm-hmm. now like the christopher moore books some of the later ones there's one in particular i'm thinking sacre bleu is mm-hmm. uh actually has a half dust jacket oh. on the bottom and then it has this beautiful cover where if you take off the bottom dust jacket you can see the picture oh it's really beautiful and mm-hmm. there are a lot of books on my shelf like that but most of those are not debut Right. authors but i always i never look at like the heart the cover of the book until i go to read it like other than like the dust jacket so i love when i like take a dust jacket off and like surprise like there's a really cool cover under here that you didn't know it existed because this had sat on your shelf for so damn long yeah and i won't buy a book just off a cover i know some people will off of a beautiful cover which is fine um but for me I only buy a book if I want to read it, but if it has a beautiful, like if it's a beautiful book, that's just a bonus um, with it because I can appreciate a a just a pretty book, you know, something that. I was gonna say all the ones on my shelf right here are all debut authors because those are the ones that that I collect. There was one that somebody I feel like in the tribe maybe had talked about, and I was like, I have that book. I didn't know that was on the cover of the hardback because I haven't read it yet. (laughs) Like. Somebody put out a version, no, I was going to say it was Addie LaRue, but it's not. Um, There's another series that a book box put out, um, and I don't even think it's U.S., it it might not be, but the booktuber reviewed it. She showed the books, and she got all three of them, and and they're fantasy books, so I wouldn't get them, Mm -hmm. but holy shit they were beautiful books so the outside artwork on the dust cover and the inside and then the book itself and it had painted edges and everything in the book was coordinated color wise to each book Mm -hmm. it was not like i i was just and like i said i would never buy them but it was i was watching it and i was like that is just beautiful i can just (laughs) appreciate a beautiful book like I'm, I'm, oh. I didn't have anything fun happen this week. I was so my, bummed out. We had to cancel. My, my coworkers and I, we had our, our Christmas party 
we we rented out the like four private lanes at Dust Bowl, so we were like contained in our own little space, and there was like nobody else there. Yeah, that's cool. Is that bowl, like a bowling a, alley? It's a bowling alley. Yeah, it's <laughs> under yeah Dust Bowl. It's under um, under Fassler Hall here in Oklahoma City, and um, let me tell you. You you see a whole different side of coworkers sometimes when they've had a few drinks. Yeah. No way. Is that why people have really silly par- uh, Christmas party stories all the time, Megan? Oh, <laughs> I, I hopefully none of my coworkers ever actually listen because they'll know who I'm talking about. But one of them, I'm really know that she does not like me as much as she does when she drinks. Like when she's drunk, she's like, Megan, and I'm like. She's like, wait, in that picture. I'm like, bitch, you don't talk to me this much at work in two yeah. weeks. <laughs> that was that was the Seattle trip when I was with some coworkers and we were all drinking and everything. It's like, and I, I didn't buy one of my drinks. Everybody else was buying me drinks. And it's like, none of you bitches ever talk to me when we're in the office. It's funny how that works. There's something about being with other people and getting drunk that like... It, it either brings out the really good or the really bad. That was the first when, time I drank tequila, Rachel. It was that true? Bonnie's a fun drunk. I think re- I remember us talking about that when you came back. Because people fun. were so surprised. It was hilarious. You were like... Bonnie, Bonnie is one of those people who... And I had a friend like this in high school who... You may not talk to all the time, but when you get to sit down and have a conversation are just funny and interesting and like you just can absorb you know what i mean like <laughs> you're just one of those people that people want to be around like because you're relatable you're funny you're you know what i mean and yep. that's just kind and of put some tequila in that and she's yeah. even funnier i gonna say and, not and, always i have my bitchy moments <laughs> Well, no, and that's the funny, like I said, I went to high school with a girl like that, and I was, uh, you know, we don't necessarily keep in touch now, but you remind me of her, just, and everyone loved her, and it just- Everyone loves you, see? See? And yeah, when you put a few drinks in her, she got even more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Except for when she's she's on Halloween, when she can't get her tights back on. (laughs) <laughs> i was all right with that i just kept hitting my head I mean, on I the stall saying, i kept saying where's well, vonnie where's vonnie it's like 25 minutes later where the hell you been i couldn't get my tights back on <laughs> well that was tights one of the worst tights are, are the worst. and i, I would have taken I, them off if i didn't have like you know i had like one of those tutus on so oh. if I would have taken it off, I mean, people probably would have seen my ass cheeks. So it was Halloween. Halloween, good. getting drunk on Halloween is like the special pleasure because you're usually wearing all kinds of weird clothes. Yeah. I had on like a fuzzy llama sweater, like an ugly llama sweater. And she kept coming up and like petting the llamas. Oh, now she that's like the llama sweater. I'm like, I'm going to need you. I'm gonna need you to back off. And stop touching way. my boobs, bitch. Yeah. We're touching my ladies, please. Yeah, I, was, I was like, and like my other coworker and I were just looking at each other, like she does not like us as much. Like, why? What is happening? Yeah. Have you guys seen the new trend this year? Instead of ugly sweaters, ugly masks. I yes, think that I is fantastic. That. Uh, I think maybe. Uh, 
maybe next week we should do that and have and have some pictures of ugly masks. That'd be really easy to do. I don't do. have any ugly masks. You can make an ugly mask. Listen, like I'm already my, having my to make a bunch of other. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. Let's that's see true. if I have time to do an ugly true. mask. Except Rachel, I found Ravelry does have free patterns for Willy warmers. In my crochet uh, group, they put a link to it. Well, there you go. And they have one that looks like a Santa suit. (laughs) (laughs) One of those. I I think uh, Tom's going to be getting a Willy warmer for Christmas. (laughs) That would be amazing. I'll give it to him. My parents are coming for Christmas. Hey, your dad might want one too. You better watch out. I can't make um, I can't me. make one for dads and kids. I'm sorry. As far as, far as I am concerned, <laughs> my dad has no penis. Um, I know that's not true, but that's how I survive. I Especially can't. because my dad loves to antagonize me. One of the things I hate the word the most is the word moist. Like sometimes. Oh, why is it? Why are there so many anti-moisters in this no, world? It was, it's only from certain people. And one of those people is my dad. And I'm like, don't say that word. And so he knows I don't like it. So he will make it a point not to just say it once, but to say it. And then when I cringe, he'll go moist, moist, moist. And I'm you're, like, I will rip the mustache off. <laughs> you do know that the main character of one of my favorite books is, is, named, is moist. named Moist von Lipwig. That is no, that is not a name. It is. It's his name. Moist. (laughs) What a great name. You would never forget it. No, the greatest name was Minty Fresh. Minty Fresh was excellent. Oh my god. And dirty jobs. That's a person I'd be friends with. He was like a six foot seven black man in a mint green suit. And his name was Minty Fresh. It was awesome. He was the greatest character. He really was. Christopher Christopher Moore. What was the ones from last week, like smoked sausage or something? Uh, hot sausage and hot sport sausage. coat. Yeah. Sport coat. <laughs> I just like crispy sausage. No, that's not right. Hot sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to, no. if I ever get around to writing the book, I got to make sure the names are all spot on. If you ever get around to writing a book, I feel like we should all be characters in the book. No, because then you just ask for residuals. No. You would. Bitch, you better Uh -uh. take care of us if you become rich. See? You're going to be the sugar mama of the group. I'm already the sugar mama of the group. Even more so (laughs) than you are now. I can write a check, you know. (laughs) Because I can be bought. I'm just saying. Same. I'm with Vonnie. I can be bought by a lot of things, but especially money. You know, Indecent Proposal... (laughs) I wouldn't have argued. Oh, gosh. Well, now that we know what side of your bread is buttered on. Or margarine on. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Are we back to that again? <laughs> well, margarine is easier to spread on bread, I'm just saying. That yeah. is true. Yeah. I mean, butter is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and margarine doesn't go rancid as quickly. No. Butter Ugh. doesn't go rancid. Oh, yeah, it does. About? Ooh. That's a great word. Can we all just appreciate rancid? That? Rancid. I love that word. That's an excellent word. I've never had rancid butter. That's probably a good thing. Butter doesn't last that long in my house. I was gonna say <laughs> that shit. Butter and potato chips and you know good stuff like that. Now, have I ever like had wilted lettuce at my house? Yes, <laughs> <Millions> definitely. 
<laughs> a little bit of slimy spinach. Yeah. Yeah. Carrots. Yeah. Some celery that's just like limp spaghetti noodle. That you mouth. can bend yeah. it. You can tie it in yeah. a knot. You can like make yeah. floppy like carrots that are rubbery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Mm. I have to show you something Vanessa sent me. You will never. You can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. Talking about. When she says something like, I don't oh know my how god, to copy I, it. Oh my God, I have to show you something Vanessa showed me. I know it's going to be bad. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll see if I can put it up to this. Uh, In the meantime, be sure to go to our um, Twitter or our Facebook page and take the poll yes. of butter versus margarine. Just and, saying, for all you butter eaters out there, if you have never had clarified butter, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I get this Irish butter because it's, you know. Well, you know, Irish butter and uh, English butter tastes so much different than the butter here. Yeah, it's so good. The Kerrygold butter. Yes. That's it. That's that's what I get is that's the Kerrygold Irish butter. That's good good butter. It's more expensive, but you don't need as much. And it just, it seems like it's not as greasy to me. They sell that stuff at Costco. Yeah, they do. It's so now I have to spell margarine. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh my god. We'll leave this poll up for two days. Butter, butter versus margarine. Now you have to realize that it's not necessarily just about the. Oh my god. Santa's flopping his candy cane around, and I think on that note, that's gonna do it for woo. Three book girls. Can't get enough of three book girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.